2: Get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade
3: Talk Radio.
4: asking what can i do you can do two things uh control your own and your teenager showers and when you turn off that water you
1: say take that putin putin isn't the one deploying our borders having drag queen story time putin's not the one shipping fentanyl in here putin's not the one devaluing our dollar putin's not the one shutting down the
5: keystone pipeline putin's invasion of ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world to help deal with that, yesterday, I authorized the release of one million barrels per day for the next six months from our Strategic petroleum Reserve.
2: Goldman Sachs out with a O calling the coordinated oil reserves released by the U.S. and other nations a drop in the ocean. Even if all of the oil we use
0: in the U.S.A. were made in the U.S.A., The price of it is still subject to powers and dynamics outside of the USA, which means that until we achieve a form of energy independence that is based on clean energy created here at home, American citizens will still be vulnerable to wild
5: price hikes. Who's not
0: the one trying to take your
5: guns? Those who say the blood of the 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 blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons.
1: No, oh, it's it's the new world order.
5: The affirmative task we have now is, uh, is to actually um, uh, create... Uh, Uh, a new world
6: order.
4: Well, everyone is talking about a new world order. What does that even mean? What will the new world order look like? Who will control it? What has been touted as a right-wing conspiracy theory for the past few decades is now just loosely falling out of the mouths of global leaders everywhere. But before we get to the various world leaders touting a new world order, including Biden, Putin, Xi Jinping, the World Economic Forum, and others, let's talk about the people claiming it's a big conspiracy theory. The anti-defamation league categorizes the phrase new world under order under extremism terrorism and bigotry they define it as quote a term used to refer to a right-wing conspiracy theory that became popular among anti-government extremists from the 1990s onwards New World Order conspiracists believe that a tyrannical socialist one-world conspiracy has already taken over most of the planet and schemes to eliminate the last bastion of freedom, the United States, with the help of collaborators within the government. Through repressive measures, as well as manufactured crises such as terrorist attacks and pandemics, the globalist conspirators seek to eliminate dissent and to disarm Americans so that the New World Order can move in and enslave them.
5: Everything the radical left touches turns into a catastrophic mess, the likes of which we have never seen before. To this extent, we have never seen anything like it before. Biden and the congressional Democrats triggered massive inflation. They declared war on American energy and the middle class is now being crushed by the highest gas and food prices in the history of our country. Can you believe it? And I'm deeply proud of the work she's doing as First Lady with Joining Forces Initiative, she started with Michelle Obama when she was vice president and now carries on. People really, really
1: get that this guy is a mega massive disaster. Now the globalists wanted him to be in there to take the blame for their Build Back Better collapse civilization. You got to collapse civilization to build back better. So when you hear Build Back Better, that means collapse, enslave you, cut your resources off, make you dependent on the system for depopulation efforts that come in, in the next phase. But it's it's but he's so bad that it's really even hurting the New World Order.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. This is the InfoWars War Room brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And I'm your host, Owen Schroyer, with you for the next three hours. We're going to be joined in studio by Ali Alexander coming up here in about 25 minutes. And then I've got really just a devastating story. You're not going to see or hear about it in any mainstream news or anywhere, actually about what has happened to a family that have had police just take their baby, just came and took their baby. Uh, honestly, it's, it's a devastatingly sad story. We'll be covering in the second hour with a guest. And then I'm just overprepared today. I mean, I, I've got all these news stories on my desk. I'm only like halfway through the stack of even sorting it out on my desk that I intend on getting to today but as i'm just going through this other stack too it's just just more graphs of the inflation and they call it putin inflation but it's clearly not and you know i was thinking about this too because democrats are starting to get a little wiser as far as their response to the biden inflation that's happening in that blaming Putin isn't really working. Nobody's nobody's believing that, and all the evidence suggests that, no, this is not Putinflation. If anything, it's Bidenflation. But it's really not even Democrats, actually, so let me retract that. It's actually conservatives or libertarians or centrists pointing out, even Thomas Massey pointing out, that we can't ignore all the spending that took place in the Trump years But most importantly, the final bill passed by Congress, I believe it uh, it was in October, the final spending bill, which was like nine trillion dollars or something ridiculous. And so Thomas Massey and others are, are saying, hey, you know, let's not forget about all the pumping that we did in the last couple of years, specifically during covid. And that's a fair point to make. But see. What's really going on is not even inflation. That is not even the more accurate way of describing what's going on. What's really going on is economic sabotage and war. That's what it is. It's intentionally putting policies in place that cause an inflation-like phenomenon Or the consumer price index to go up. Or the supply to go down and the demand to go up and everything else that you're witnessing. So yeah, inflation is part of it. Inflation is a thing that's happening. But it's not the real story. It's not the full story. The full story is that the United States of America is under economic sabotage and attack. And that's what's really going on. So I've got a bunch of graphs that we're going to show that just highlight it. But they've got stories now where the biggest baby food and baby formula manufacturers are now rationing baby formula. Boy, It's a good thing that the creator gave us women that have breasts that can feed babies all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients they need, proteins and fatty acids and all of it. Thank you, God, for giving us women and breasts. Thank you, God. But see, the New World Order... No, there's no such thing as a woman or a mammary gland and women getting pregnant and feeding babies. That doesn't happen. You just get the synthetic formula from the store. And now, oh, I'm sorry, due to poot (laughs) inflation, we're going to have to ration your baby formula. Good luck. Hope your baby doesn't die. Hell, it's better than that in China. You just get locked in your apartment. Your apartment gets barred shut, told you can't come out. Drones hovering around saying, do not come outside, do not stand on the balcony. You can't get food for weeks. Your pets are dying, your kids are dying. So you just jump out your window and just splat right on the ground. And Bill Gates gets a little tingle like, ooh, oh. Huh. One more pesky human off the planet. <laughs> he won't have a lineage anymore. <laughs> We starved his kids to death. <laughs> and then he jumped off a building. <laughs> and if we do real good with vaccines, we can get that population closer to zero. It's just math. It's just math. I'm Bill Gates. I got a, I got a nice pink sweater here. Come on, man. But now everywhere Bill Gates goes, he gets protested. Like he was just at a TED Talk in Canada, massive protests outside. So there's more news out of Ukraine. We're we're sending another billion dollars of weapons to Ukraine. Biden calls eight government weapons manufacturers and contractors over to the White House and says, what can we do to make us all fabulously rich? And they say, well, we got this war in Ukraine we continue to profit off of. Why not just keep going to that? It's like if you got a slot machine or a dealer in the casino that just keeps hitting, it's like, hey, let's just keep hitting that slot machine, baby. It just keeps paying off. Boom, 50, 100, 1,000, 10,000, 500. You just, I'm just hitting it, man. That's Ukraine. Ukraine, the number one slot machine in the world. Put in your billions, pull the lever, and make it out like a bandit. And then they come out and they announce, yeah. Yeah, we just met with all the weapons manufacturers and contractors and uh, we're going to send another billion of weapons to Ukraine. Oh, I see. And then their stock market value skyrockets again. So, the stockholders are happy. The weapon manufacturers get to get the cold hard cash. So, they're happy. The Biden administration gets to continue the war in Ukraine to blame Putin for everything. So, they're happy. And what suffers? Well, everything suffers. The world gets a little bit worse. War continues to rage on. Blood, treasure, spoiled and stolen. But hey, what's another billion dollars to Ukraine anyway? But see, what, are the, what is really the biggest human rights abuses? I mean, really, you can't really measure it because there's all these different factors. But if you weighed in all the factors, if you weighed in all factors, what would be the biggest human rights or just general rights abuses happening on the planet right now? What, where is that happening? What's going on there? Well, that would obviously be China whether you're talking about the forced labor camps or the horrible wages and the conditions people work in and the hours, or the latest with the COVID lockdowns, tens of millions locked in their apartments, starving to death, jumping off of buildings, hanging themselves. The government comes in, takes their pets and beats them in a burlap sack to death. And then, and then you're told that Ukraine is the worst situation on earth. Because of Vladimir Putin, so you need to care about that. As they literally starve people to death and put them into such a bad state that they kill themselves, and then they take out their pets to the to the alley in the street with 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 people watching and filming, and they beat bags of pets to death.
1: The average person on the face of this incredible planet is still unaware that there's a war between free individuals and nation states on one side and the globalists on the other who are literally trying to create a post-human world. From the United States to Brazil, and of course triggered by the Brexit in the UK, nations were pulling out of the private, corporate, fascist world government. That's why they launched their Great Reset and their program after collapsing us of Build Back Better. This is nothing more than a top-down, vertical consolidation of the world economy. And because they couldn't take our guns, because we wouldn't bow, because the left, which is the ideology of this world government system, couldn't win, they released a biological weapon on us. Now we know, two years ago, we learned about it about 20 months ago. It's that simple. They can't beat us because of our free speech and our guns. So the Global Corporate Combine released COVID-19, and you know the rest is history. Expose this paradigm, and we win. Anything of real quality, anything of lasting durability, anything that's really satisfying and empowering and fulfilling is going to be hard to attain. And when it comes to information, boy, is that true. Today, we see the entire global corrupt anti-human depopulation Great Reset Combine, trying to collapse our society to build on its ashes their their transhumanist nightmare vision, suppressing the voices of good people all around the world and of doctors and scientists and engineers that are exposing all their lies, their COVID hysteria, their world's going to end in 2030, carbon tax, global warming bull, all of it. And none of it can succeed. None of it can actually be carried out unless everybody is silenced and gaslit. That's why truth comes with hard work and with research and with diligence. And that's why it's hard to share InfoWars links and band-out video links. That's why we've got to
0: share them now more than ever. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
2: So you've got the White House trying to do damage control for all the damage they've caused. But what do you expect with a joke puppet president? Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Joe Biden. Now, this was a tweet from Joe Biden in February of 2020. Now listen to this. Joe Biden, February 21st, 2020. Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president. He doesn't want me to be our nominee. If you're wondering why, it's because I'm the only person in this field who's ever gone toe-to-toe with him. Ah, yes. Well, I guess that makes sense since Putin has gone, quote-unquote, toe-to-toe with Joe Biden. I guess that that would make sense because Putin realized, once he went toe-to-toe, that Biden was a lightweight and a joker and a fool and a corrupt criminal and a doddering old dementia-ridden corrupt politician. Yes, but see, they convinced you, or at least they tried to convince you, that that was the case. Trump was easy on Putin. Biden will be tough on Putin. And then Putin does whatever the hell he wants when Biden is in office. And so here he is. This month, Putin's invasion of Ukraine has driven up gas prices and food prices all over the world. Wow. To help deal with that, yesterday I authorized the release of one million barrels per day of the next six months, for the next six months from our Strategic Petroleum Reserve. (laughs) (laughs) They're wasting our strategy, they're wasting our Strategic Reserves, folks. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not bad enough that they're taking your money and spending it on war in Ukraine and probably laundering it. It's not It's not bad enough that the consumer price index and gas prices and energy prices and inflation is all going on. No, none of that is enough. He's also going to just pour out the strategic oil reserves. But he was going to deal with Putin. He was going to have Putin under control. He was Joe Biden, the big tough guy. As the world falls apart under his leadership, or at least certainly America. Now, here's a couple more graphs for you. Which one should we start with? Let's start with the Flexible Price Consumer Price Index Non-Food and Energy. Now, this is over, this is about 50 years on this graph here, just over 50 years. And it's the percentage change from year before. So you can see it's, you know, it's, it's flustered from 0 to 10 pretty consistently in the 70s and the 80s. And then in the, in the 90s, it was pretty much between 0 and 5. And then in the 2000s, it was from, in, even in the negatives, to about 5%. And then it uh, in the 2010s, went up to about 5% and 0 And then as soon as Biden gets in, it skyrockets. Now, that's that's over 50 years worth of the consumer price index right there. And it's by far worse than ever as soon as Biden takes office. Not when Putin invades Ukraine. No. When the Democrats take the White House. Mhm. Here it is with food and energy, the consumer price index. Now this just goes from 2017 to 2022. But once again, as you can see, as soon as Biden gets in, it goes up. But it's Putin, guys. It's Putin. We should trust Biden, who said he was going to have Putin under control. He was the tough guy that Putin was scared of. Not so much, huh? So think about it like this, though. The mainstream media is panicking. MSNBC panel panics over soaring inflation, crime and gas prices, destroying Democrats' midterm prospects. They're not panicked or upset because America is suffering or the American people are suffering or the world is suffering. No, they're upset because it hurts the Democrats. Well, what hurts the Democrats? They're upset that Democrat Party policy, perfectly executed, hurts their chances of being reelected. That's what this is. It's their own policy. That hurts them, that causes all of this, and then they're afraid that that's going to hurt them when it's time to vote. Well, here's an idea. How about you have better fiscal policy? How about you have better cultural policy and everything else? No, 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 no. They're upset because news might accurately attribute the inflation and the consumer price index and everything else to the Biden administration. And they're upset that that accurate attribution is going to hurt them politically. They don't care that you're getting crushed. They don't care that that's the actual truth. They just don't want it to hurt their Democrat party that they essentially work for. But have you noticed the Ukraine fear-mongering war propaganda porn has really kind of backed off here lately? Kind of getting a little bit back to COVID, but they've just kind of backed off of it. Ukraine is already fading on television news. And really, when you look at these ratings, because it shouldn't be any surprise that CNN trying to launch a platform on the internet that isn't just the ease of access of cable TV or the ease of just putting a channel permanently on at a hotel or an airport or a gym, which is what 90% of CNN's ratings are. It isn't that easy to just go on the Internet and then have people actively seek out your content. Nobody wants that from CNN. So they really lived in such delusion land that when they launched CNN Plus and Chris Wallace is all livid right now. Chris Wallace went from a Fox News host to a nobody to a nothing, a nothing person over at CNN because he's not popular. He's a loser. Now, he's all pissed off because no one's watching his show on CNN Plus. And he wants to probably even sue CNN, actually. But that that that's a whole nother story. Even in wartime, as Glenn Greenwald puts out here with the with the ratings, even with a major war ongoing, the continued disappearance of MSNBC and CNN's audience is extreme and rapid. The number of viewers under fifty five watching MSNBC's primetime shows is barely one hundred thousand or less. These are mid level YouTube numbers. And then you can look at. I mean, their ratings just continue to fall. I mean, they are just in free fall. And that's the funny thing is our ratings continue to go up. We're more popular than ever. We have a bigger audience than ever. Yeah, we're not on YouTube anymore, but the audience that comes to seek our information, the hardcore audience that supports us and, and wants to keep us on the air and operating is bigger than ever. But see, we don't have $300 million in the bank like CNN. To just launch a failed project that probably won't even hurt them at all except for a little temper tantrum by chris wallace so we'll have more of these updates out of ukraine and the white house and the biden inflation and everything coming up later on ladies and gentlemen
1: infowarsstore.com is offering the biggest sales in its over 20 year history and that is because the economy is breaking down, inflation is exploding, the supply chains have broken down, and InfoWars is having serious trouble making its payroll and paying for operations. And I do not want to implode or downsize in the face of the globalists making their main move. InfoWars, it's paradoxical, is more popular than ever and is reaching more people than ever despite the censorship. But because of cost increasing and having to run our own infrastructure and pay for our own bandwidth, everything else. We are running out of money. So listen, up to 75% off at InfoWarsStore.com on things like amazing Patriot t-shirts that help spread the word and fund the operation, on supplements, on books, on films. Everything is 25 to 75% off right now. The biggest sale in our history at InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you for your support.
0: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video.
2: You know, that's what they really hate. You mentioned this earlier, Ali Alexander joined me in the studio. You mentioned this with Alex earlier. You were watching. Well, of course, I'm watching everything. You know this. But what's the old saying, the best revenge is being happy or something like that?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smiling through the persecution or being a, you know, Andrew Breitbart uh, really framed being a happy warrior and, uh, you know, he's no longer with us, but, um, you know, I needed that reminder. I really, really needed that reminder. I've been working the past two weeks on trying to reconcile, like I'm on, I'm on my fourth investigation into January 6th and they're bleeding me dry and they're about to bleed through my life savings. I grew up poor, so I just thought like I'd earned this. And, you know, and there's no, there's no heroes coming from the right to save me. And I just thought, all right, it really all belongs to God. You got to be okay with that. And I kept thinking, maybe this is my punishment for not being okay with the persecution. And so, you know, instead of like looking to the world to blame the world, I looked to myself and I said, okay, the problem might be me. And so that's what I'm trying right now. I'm trying to like smile through it. And I don't want anyone to think that I'm enjoying this at all i'm not
2: no it sucks it sucks being politically persecuted
3: <laughs> yeah and like and 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 i do thank god like that i'm not in the position you're in but i frequently pray for you i i think i thank god i'm not in the position that some of these other guys are in
2: but everyone will be in my position yeah and and that's what people need to understand but they really want us to be like matthew perna who yeah. took his life they they want us to be in misery that's it's almost like that's where they get their energy—is seeing us suffer. That's like what empowers them and motivates them. And if and if we're just smiling and happily through it, like yeah, you're torturing us. You're trying to make us <coughs> our lives a living hell. You're trying to take all of our money, take our jobs, take our careers, separate us from our friends and family and fans. But you know what? We're gonna smile. We're gonna be with God, and, and you, you, there's nothing you can do to touch us. That really that really hurts them spiritually.
3: You're right. I I really think they feed off abortion they feed off oh they do you I've know, got a whole stack of that today yeah they feed off of you know the dead in ukraine and russia they feed off of the suicides of patriots and believers and um it's entirely what they want of us and you know you and i both have separate private experiences of what we're dealing with the government but there's there's no doubt that they toy with you so that you question whether this can all ever be worth it and um and I just got to say to all the patriots out there, stay strong. And when Owen says, you know, it's me now, but it's you next. A lot of people think that he's talking about other public figures. We're not. We're talking about anyone who wears the flag, anyone who prays to Jesus, anyone who wears camouflage and LARPs or, or whatever, like It's coming for all of us.
2: You you post a video on the Internet. You're like just showing how to break down guns or reload guns or the fastest way to load and shoot a shotgun or something. It's like, oh, look at this guy. We're going to investigate him. But but really what it is, and I've got this story coming up of a family that lost their child. Their child just got kidnapped by the government. Literally, it's an unbelievable story. What happens is it becomes this soulless, numb entity that there, it's, there's no human touch anymore. It's just, hey, we're just coming to ruin your life. We don't care. It's none of our business. We're doing what we're told. And, and then you, an innocent person, just has your life destroyed. Nobody cares about it. Nobody's right. allowed to report about it. You're not allowed to have a voice anymore. And it just moves on to the next one. Feeling, feeling, no feelings at all, no emotions, no remorse, just moves right on.
3: They have to put us in pods. They have to have what I call the rule of six. You know, they separated us by six feet because, you know, collectively – there is some synergy or energy and that's not like new agey there's something spontaneous and great that happens you know when when people come together and that's in any context and i always refer to you know christians it's like why did jesus say where believers are there i am why did why did he say where two or more gather there i am so you know we knew that we were breaking some type of spiritual metaphysical covenant with god when we closed the churches i'll be honest I was on the bullish COVID train, you know, right away, me and some friends and uh, on the right. And then, but when it got to Easter, I said, okay, whatever this virus is, it can't be worse than closing the churches for Easter. And that's when I realized, okay, they use my good nature as a part of some plot. And so you're right. You know, they need to separate us because it's easier to watch people go through persecution when we can't feel, you know, the soul energy of another human being. Well, and
2: whether it's a sporting event or a concert or anything, there's that human communion, there's that energy, there's that frequency that, that attracts us to being in those crowds with similar enjoyment and motives. And, 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 you know, you talk about church, that's one. They don't want people to gather in church and celebrate God. That's like the ultimate sin to these Satanists. But even here's one that you can probably relate to because it's really been ripped away and it may never come back. It's just going to a movie theater. You know, just going to a movie theater, sitting in a movie theater with 100 or 200 other people watching a movie. Now everybody just watches movies at home. I mean, the cinematic experience of going and watching a movie with a group of people probably will never come back.
3: Yeah, it will never come back. It will never come back. It's interesting that you should say that, too, because I was was just like meditating a day or two ago, and I was thinking about movie reviews. Movie reviews once served a purpose where you either wanted to go to the movie theaters with your family or your friends – and so you needed to know whether you were going to see violence or nudity or whatever so that you could choose which group on the weekend you wanted to go to the movies with. And then the movie theaters, based off the reviews, they had a capacity issue. So they knew what movies to carry. And I was writing, I said, for the first time in human history, we don't have a capacity problem. We have a creativity problem. Because they're pumping out so many movies, they're not even creative anymore. And they're all done in these COVID parameters. So so now... Every story is about that main character. And he's usually driving a lot and he's in the fields a lot. Why? Because all these unions have all these rules. And so it's it's you know, the method is affecting the creativity. And so it's it's just really interesting that, okay, we don't need movie theaters, we don't need movie reviews, we don't need trust. You know, what does it mean to have a reputation where people trust your review? It's it's you know, now you can fake social proof. The government can fake social proof and say, 99 people like this. This, you know, blood and gore movie about, you know, killing children and, you know, or, or Patriot Purge, you know, purging the Patriots. So it's 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 just really interesting you should talk about that because they're clearly transforming our social norms to prepare us for the post-Great Reset.
2: Or your lead actor shoots the crew in the head <laughs> and you have to shut movie production down. You know, that's There's another problem. that. <laughs> no jail time for him, though. He's all good. He's all good. Public
3: but, sacrifice.
2: But, you know, here's another thing, and and, and we're just kind of riffing here. Because you mentioned this earlier, there's no hero coming to rescue Ali Alexander. There's no conservative hero. There's no Republican hero that's going to have your back on a on a big stage. I mean, maybe the one, maybe Tucker Carlson, but that's yeah. not his job. We're not looking at him to do that. The point is that this plays out into a larger thing that I kind of connect with the movies. Hollywood has this programming where... And I think that's why all the comic book movies are the biggest thing. They get the biggest marketing, the biggest budgets. They're the only things that seem to be Hundreds of millions success. of dollars to make a movie. Yeah. They put all the stars in them and everything. Everybody goes and watches them. It's this hero complex of someone else is going to save me. There's going to be a hero instead of the hero that's in your mirror. Yeah. Which is the, probably the only person that's going to come to you. Maybe your friends, maybe your family, but no. It's this oh, someone else out there, a mythical creature, a hero will come to save us. no, you're the hero,
3: yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're frankly seeing that with Trump's endorsements, you know it's like if you if you take his advisors at their words of who we should vote for, then we're not gonna have a country anymore. part of it is there's some individual responsibility that we gotta we gotta um you know take back, and we haven't had it in you know maybe a decade or two, but you know, but I will say on the other end, what we need to find is a proper. The the conservative wants a proper balance between things. They are not archaic, like you know. We only want tradition. We don't want art and science. No, yeah, we they're are not the totalitarian, champions. right? So to some degree, we want champions. You know, we don't want gladiators. You know, so we we do need hierarchy. We do need champions. There's a lack of that, but you know what you're saying is absolutely true. And that's that each of us is called right now to sacrifice something, and each of us is called. To, stay, to step up for our broader values, or else we shall all hang, you know, separately.
2: Well, let's get into some of the other stuff when we come back about how I think they're panicked right now with what's happening in Michigan. Oh, and that's yeah. why this is prosecutorial abuse at this point, where they're refiling the charges against the gentleman that got set up by the FBI. They're panicked, folks, because it's now come out that there were FBI agents on the ground on January 6th, and if the precedent is set in Michigan that if you're set up by the FBI, FBI in an event like this you if your charges drop, well then that's gonna to apply to hundreds of
5: january 6th.
1: UN-run contact tracers aren't coming, they're here, all over the world, from Australia to the United States, from Canada to Germany. These tyrants are tracking everything you do, everywhere you go, and then coming to your house and threatening, in some cases, actually taking people away into the night to their facilities. And they're planning in the next year to expand their shield process, where they come and take, quote, healthy people away and put them in facilities for their safety. This is nothing less than martial law, and one big thing you can do to fight back is to get high-quality Faraday cages, many of which are made here in America and are very compliant, meaning U.S. government military grade. At InfoWarsStore.com We have the entire line of Silent Pocket Ready to ship to you when you visit Infowarstore.com. Again, we have big backpacks We have special dry bags We've got them for cell phones We've got them for laptops We've got them for iPads It's all there at Infowarstore.com. So protect your privacy today And support the InfoWar At Infowarstore.com. Introducing the newest product From InfoWarsLife.com We are so proud of InfoWarsLife immune support it is concentrated herbs that are known on record to supercharge our body's natural defenses ladies and gentlemen this is something that is essential and everyone should get and on top of it it funds the info war so that's a 360 win let me tell you what is in this amazing product concentrated elderberry concentrated echinacea concentrated astragalus root angelica root loatium root and more this product is incredible InfoWars Immune Support, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com, is funding the tip of the spear, the InfoWars operation. It is a 360 win. The only way you fail is by not taking action and getting this product to boost your body's natural defenses and keep InfoWars on the air. The globalists are hoping you don't take action. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com.
0: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
2: We need to have a live mic during the breaks here to to continue our conversations in the breaks, and there's so much that we get to. And I was making this analogy that January 6th, well, I mean, it's almost like we have to play it up correctly. People think January 6th or the political persecution is just going to go away. And it's like, oh, it didn't hit me this time, and oh, I'm not involved in it, so it's not going to affect me. People don't understand. They don't know. I don't even remember what I just said. It's like people don't know they're in a war they don't know they're in.
3: Right. Yeah. that's totally it. Yeah, and I mean, think about this. If they violated your consent during COVID, then they violated your consent during the election. What makes you believe you have any consent with due process and then how that's litigated criminally? I mean, it's just that simple. Or, There's or a, even just a fair trial opportunity. Yeah. Or, or, or
2: unreasonable jail time for, for misdemeanors.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's just when I think about the elements – I always tell this, the best thing that white people ever gave us was common law, okay? And we have just turned that in on its head. And some of the basic elements to common law and due process in particular is that you have the right as the accused to build what's called an adequate defense. The fact that the government, and when I say the government, I mean the prosecutors and the judge, so two different branches of government, are colluding to make sure that if there's exculpatory evidence that it remains only viewable by one defendant and one attorney each case and that that could exonerate five or ten other cases means that, and I, I say this not lightly, this has never happened in the West. Not one January 6th case, including the ones that have gotten off, have been able to build an allowable, adequate defense. Not one. So the people who have gotten off have gotten off by a miracle. But the government is depriving you of building a defense. So you can say being in solitary confinement, that deprives you of building an adequate defense, not being able to uh, meet with your attorney that, you know, in private, that doesn't allow you to build an adequate defense, but evidence that could exonerate people it's just we've never just seen we've never seen anything like this. Well, Not especially
2: ju- now where we have the reports, at least twenty federal assets <sighs> embedded at Capitol on January six court filing says at, at, at least at least 20. 20 that we know of.
3: Yeah, it's probably it's probably three hundred. You know,
2: and so now, so January 6th is like this. It, it's like a it's like a, a frame <laughs> of bowling, and there's all these different bowling pins that Democrats have out there, and January six there is their bowling ball. And they want to knock down as many as they can get. Yep. I don't know what a total strike would be, but I mean, we're talking. They want to take Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn. They want to take all these people's names off the ballot, and say they're ineligible to run for office again. They want to put Owen Troyer in jail for life. They want to take Alex Jones off the air. They want to get Ali Alexander out of activism. They want to get all the people that fundraise to to build, uh, you know, stages and have speaking events. They want them. They want their all their money gone, their ability to fundraise and have events gone uh so there's all these different bowling pins that they have and they're hoping they're all going to get knocked down and they know at least I think so and I'd like to hear your opinion on this they know that the case that's happening in Michigan or the case is happening in Michigan where the FBI agents that led the plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer uh got caught doing it it's funny how uh have you seen a public statement from Governor Whitmer on that
3: Uh, they, they, they doubled down actually on it. So I think I heard it. I heard it either last night or this morning and you know, they actually doubled down on it.
2: Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Her office did. So she didn't mind that it was FBI agents plotting to kidnap her.
3: Nope. She said, you know, this is, this is a mainstream thought. We got to turn down the rhetoric, blah, 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 right ring, white ring, white ring.
2: Yeah. Amazing. But it's the feds that are doing it. So the charges get dropped by a judge because the judge is like looking at the evidence and saying, okay, so the feds plotted it, organized it, planned it, and told you everything to do. Uh, yeah, I'm dropping this case here. Because, I mean, hey, you could sit here and you could say, well, maybe he was going along with it, maybe he wasn't, maybe he was a bad guy, maybe he wasn't. He got set up by the feds, folks. Throw it out. Throw it out. Right. If, if, you, if you're if you mad because a potential bad guy gets off, uh, don't be mad at the bad guy. Be mad at the feds. They did this. It's like with the O.J. Simpson
3: case, with the cops, planning evidence, moving evidence. Like, they blew the case. So, so. And, Owen, oh, time out. There's 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 significance in this because for thousands of years, we used to we used to have a justice system. OK, so that was that meant that the innocent wasn't presumed or that the, the accused wasn't presumed innocent. America's founders said, we're going to presume you innocent because it means we'll let a couple guilty people free so that we can protect everyone's rights. This was a significant evolution of of the magna carta prior to that but the magna carta was really like this defining moment in due process rights so owen what you're saying needs to be understood is this if the premise is messed up the whole case gets tossed why not because that guilty person or that larper or that person who would commit a crime should go free but that we all wouldn't get caught in the moral hazard of government agents setting everyone up to increase their win record It's that simple. We departed with 10,000 years of human history that valued justice, but improper justice, in our opinion, and said, "Okay, we're going to move to a legal system because as man, we can accomplish law. Only God can accomplish justice. This was was a significant evolution of due process rights and civil rights for mankind.
2: And so the Democrats are just really upset. And I don't know if they're upset because they're plot to set these guys up in Michigan didn't work, or if they're upset because they know that this could be a precedent-setting case for January 6th, and so you have major prosecutorial abuse happening where they've refiled the charges on the... Two of them. uh, Yeah, two of the Michigan kidnapping plot suspects. It wasn't their plot. It was the FBI's plot. They got caught up in it. They got set up in a trap. So they're refiling the charges... That I don't think I think they see strategically, and I just know from behind the scenes the way they've dealt with my cases, folks, these people are dirty dealers. I mean, they really do have like the type of conversations behind the scenes you think they're having. I mean, yeah. it's literally that bad, so they they're having the conversation where they know, uh boy, if these charges get dropped in Michigan, that could really hurt us for our January sixth bowling pin case, which we're betting the house on,
3: yeah, you're right. I mean, these people understand, you know, because they have an occult understanding of it, narratives and story arcs and chilling effects. And they need, even if they lose this case again, they need it to last longer than November. It's all about tempering the red wave and not letting us have a shared reality. You know, they, you know the, the Democrats and the Democrat media and the corporatists are famous for saying that the right wing falls for disinformation and misinformation, but it's actually them, It's actually the state narrative that is misinformation and disinformation. Why? To influence behavior. You know, they want to, they don't want us to have big gulps. They don't want us to buy uh, pickup trucks. They don't want us to do this. They don't want us to do that. And so they think for the greater good, we're going to lie to the children, AKA the citizens, AKA the people who own this country. And they've gotten so far ahead of themselves that they're no longer liberal. No. You know, and they're exiting the progressive flank of it and frankly it's you know we're on full-on marxism slash luciferianism
2: yeah all the different sections of the left are now it's like <laughs> satanist pedophiles <laughs> yeah.
3: demons yeah fatties yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> transsexuals i mean it's the crazy hair
3: stuff. yeah yeah
2: but really that's when I mean, you go out and you I mean you go to a leftist event, this is the type of stuff you're you're seeing, and that's why centrist Democrats or actual classical liberals are like, huh? Wait a second. This is <laughs> like Bill Maher's abandoned. They call Bill Maher a conservative now. Ugh. Glenn Greenwald is considered a conservative now. These are these are classical liberals, but because they're not complete psychopaths, I guess, they're now considered conservatives. It's an ironic admission that they're making there. But Yeah, I uh it's just unbelievable that we permit this much government corruption in the country. And and you know, look at it like this. Victor David ha- Victor Davis Hanson asked the question: If Republicans retake power, will they play by the Democrats' new rules? My question would be this: What would that mean, or what would that look like? Let's say Republicans played like Democrats, or played by the same rules as Democrats. What do you think that would look like?
3: Oh, I'd have to take off my coat, and I, I think we'd have to censor this. But
2: yeah, but probably I, <laughs> they'll probably arrest us for even contemplating it.
3: I think it looks like – and I've I've thought a lot about this because I've decided – I've actually decided that I'm not going to participate in much of the electoral process going forward. And so to some degree, I am leaving activism. And because we need some thought leadership as to what actions should the House Freedom Caucus lobby for to get our new coming majority, which is frankly going to be feckless, on board. We need multiple select committees – We need a calendar for the incoming oversight and judiciary committees of the House and the Senate pre-planned. It can't be left up to the chairmen of the committees. We need to divide and conquer the J6 narrative and the Hunter Biden narrative. And we need to separate it between basically four to six committees between the two chambers because we don't have the White House. And we just need to be document dumping the public until the government decides that whistleblowers can come out and get conscious and tell on the bad behavior of their colleagues. If we're not giving it back to them, then we might as well just end the republic now.
2: All right, five minutes left here. Let's do five more minutes with Ali Alexander. We've got a 90-second break. We'll be right back. And then, folks, I'm telling you, this guest that I have coming up in the next hour, this story about the police kidnapping a baby, I was reading about it today. It's It's just devastating.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, I need your help. I need your help keeping InfoWars on the air and strong. I need your help making sure that our mission continues on. I was born for this, you were born for this, and people are really waking up right now. But we had to build our own infrastructure because of the censorship and deplatforming that cost tens of millions of dollars. And now, with Bandot Video getting close to 10 million views a day, we're a platform for thousands of independent journalists and groups to be able to post their content free of charge. And because it's become so successful, it's a catch-22. InfoWars and Band.video Video have become a mothership promoting the pro-human liberty movement worldwide. But the expenses in bandwidth alone are millions of dollars a quarter, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. So the biggest sale in InfoWars history is going right now. The mega emergency blowout sale up to 75% off, Get incredible products and keep InfoWars as strong as ever.
0: The fight for the future is now. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video.
2: You know, there was a mass shooting in Sacramento just a week ago. You didn't really hear about it. it wasn't a big deal. Sacramento shooting suspect released on bail. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. He gets released. The shooting suspect gets released on bail, but the January 6th defendant not allowed. Oh, here's another one. Men granted bail after being accused of impersonating DHS agents and compromising White House Secret Service agents. Wow. A couple of men uh, foiled through security, dressed as government agents, a felony, and uh, almost penetrated the uh, White House. And, well, they're going to be released on bail, too. So that's nice.
3: That's a crazy one. That's a crazy one. The judge said that their actions were sophomoric. And I was just thinking, this is worse than anything that happened on January 6th. These guys have a binder of everyone who lives in their building, what their job is, and and what rooms they live in and all that. And the judge is trying to put distance between them and ISI or Pakistani intelligence. It's really interesting what's going on there. Which everybody
2: knows. I mean, it's on record. They were traveling to Iran and Pakistan
3: regularly. So what's clear to me is that what we saw with Jeffrey Epstein, where the Washington deep state calls down – to alzar or whatever his name was and says this guy works for us don't prosecute him to the full extent of the law give him uh, a sweetheart deal on a house arrest but he could go to work every day or whatever um that's happening in this case this judge is defending these two guys and they're already let on bill and i just thought you know you know I, I, we, we don't have a kangaroo country we don't have a banana republic we just got a banana
2: and it seems too like this guy may have even had help from inside.
3: They had to have. They had to have that.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, again, though, they're going to be released on bail. The mass shooting suspect in Sacramento is going to be released on bail. But uh, Joe Biggs and so many others still rot in a jail cell over a year. And it's just it's just such a shame. What happened to a uh, quick and speedy trial? So there's a lot of that uh, just being ignored now, too. But uh, what, what, what are your final parting words today for our, our audience here?
3: You know, I said it on Alex's show is like, you know, prayer for a lot of us is the last thing that we do. It should be the first thing that we do. But it's always the last thing we do. It's, and it's like that with all God's chosen people. Um, but we really, we really got to pray because the Republican Party is not coming to save us. They raised $250 million off uh, a movement that Roger Stone coined, I ran, and was fueled, the energy was fueled by... Infowars, you know, we were out there in Austin the first Saturday, and really, you know, well, you know, I don't want to give you too much credit because that might hurt your case, but, but you know, yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> the RNC raised two hundred fifty million dollars off us, and 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 I mean, now all I do is get emails from
2: the GOP, Trump this, Trump that. They're now they're just fundraise off Trump, right?
3: Yeah, and it's like, could you throw a couple hundred thousand towards our legal defense, or maybe just. Some recognition yeah. that we even exist. Yeah. Some acknowledgement.
2: And I don't look. I don't even care. In fact, I'm almost glad that I'm so far removed from these scumbags and the and the political class. I mean, honestly, folks, like Judas's. Well, I'll just state I'll just stop right there. But
3: yeah, you know, we really have two parties now: patriots or traitors. It's just that simple now. And unfortunately, I mean, think about it this way, folks: it wasn't the Pharisees and the Sadducees who were the worst to blame in what happened to Jesus Christ. It was. It was Judas. And then all but one of his disciples fled. So it's like we're watching that in real time in America's passion that the Republican Party, a lot of the Trump apparatus. I mean, you know, Trump had a lot of opportunities to do the right thing in those last days. He has a lot of opportunities to still make it up to a lot of the families that are suffering right now. And if I had a billion dollars, that's what I would be doing. I'd be writing a blank check to, you know, the defense of these families that can't make their mortgage payments and stuff. I'm talking to a church in North Carolina where they have three or four people caught up in this whole process. And it's just it's just sad. So pray, donate to legal defense funds. Owen, what's the link to your legal defense fund? Uh,
2: well, I'm we're just funneling everything to saveinfowars.com right now. Yeah. Uh, saveowen.com. I've currently uh, suspended that because we pretty much reached the, uh, the goal there. Um, sadly enough, though, we raised a lot of money. I'm almost out of it. So, that's nice. That's how much we have to spend on legal. More really Ali Alexander, thank you for joining us, folks. We'll be right back. Until earlier today, when I saw we had Diego Rodriguez on our schedule from freedomman.org slash Cyrus to read about this story. And so I was reading about baby Cyrus this morning, and I've got to tell you, you know, I, I read a lot of depressing stuff. I see a lot of depressing stuff and sad stuff, and I go through a lot of it, quite frankly. But this one really made my stomach sink. And, you know, I don't even have kids. I know that that's, you know, that's, that's another level of understanding is having kids and seeing people go through this. But um, somebody that's compassionate and has empathy, my stomach was really shrinking reading about this this morning. And so I'll basically just kind of give some basic details here and then uh, Diego can really tell the story. But essentially a, a young family, a young mother and father had their child kidnapped from them by law enforcement because the mother who voluntarily was taking her child to see a pediatrician, not even ordered by a judge or a doctor or anything, just voluntarily doing it because she cared about the kid, misses one appointment because she's sick. And the next thing you know, the cops show up to take her baby. But the details of the story are much worse. And so Diego Rodriguez joins me now. Uh, Diego, just kind of a A brief layout. Why don't you really tell the gut-wrenching details, the timeline of this sad story of the kidnapping of baby Cyrus?
7: Sure. Uh, First of all, I just want to say thank you uh, for letting us be here on your show. We can't tell you how important it is to have this uh, publicity come to the story, because as you know, probably better than anybody, the day and age we're living in, brother, there is no more justice in America. The judges are corrupt. The judicial system is corrupt. Too many of our law enforcement officers are corrupt. The news media is corrupt. Everything's corrupt. And the only way we can get justice is with public shaming and a public outcry. If there is no publicity, there is no justice. So what you guys are doing here is the Lord's work. I can't thank you enough for that, first of all. Um, so let's just back up and tell the story. In a long story short is my, my daughter, Marissa, um, had baby Cyrus 11 months ago now. this is He was 10 months when the kidnapping took place because this was four weeks ago. So about a month ago is when this all took place. Uh, when she was seven months or excuse me, when the baby was seven months old, she began to introduce solid foods. Previous to the solid foods, this child was completely uh, breastfed. So my children are very you know, natural minded. They have not vaccinated baby Cyrus. Uh, they do their best to you know, follow natural health, um, you know, eating styles and whatnot. And so at seven months old, baby Cyrus was introduced to solid foods, and apparently he didn't take to it very well, and he started throwing up. Now, I know you said you don't have children, but for those out there who do have children, you know it's not that big of a deal when your kid starts to throw up because everybody's experienced that at some point in time. They just assumed that he had some type of sickness, and that was that. Uh, so a few days later, he's no, no longer sick, and everything goes back to normal, and he goes about a week of being completely normal and healthy. And then he started throwing up again. So after he started throwing up again, they realized, well, this looks like maybe this is something that's not just a regular one-time sickness. So they started to take him to doctors and to, to pediatricians and nurse practitioners and clinics, and because this was something that kept going on and on and on over the course of about two and a half months. This was cyclical. He would get sick, start vomiting. He'd get better for about a week. Then he'd be throw, throwing up for three or four days and be better for a week. So they did everything they could to try to figure this out, including my daughter, going on a very strict diet that one of the naturopathic doctors that she had went to said that she needs to stay away from dairy, stay stay away from grains, stay away from, I mean, just one of those really hardcore diets. And she did all that. She did everything she could possibly do in order to make sure baby Cyrus was healthy. But this cycle kept continuing. At some point in time, they went to a particular nurse practitioner and they told her that they wanted Marissa and Levi to take baby Cyrus. Now Marissa is my daughter. Levi is my son-in-law and you see him right there in the video. Um, they took him, or, or the nurse practitioner wanted them to go to the hospital, one of these big natural, you know, allopathic hospitals here in Boise, Idaho, where we live. Which this is called St. Luke's Hospital, and they're world famous for killing people, killing babies. You know, the number one hospital in town for killing people on ventilators and things of that nature. And it's just a place you want to stay away from. And my my daughter and son in law rightfully did not want to go. But their nurse practitioner said, hey, look, if you guys go there, you're only going to get an IV for baby Cyrus because I want him to be fully rehydrated before we start working on him to see what you know we can do to try to help him. And again, they've been going, uh, Owen, here to just doctor after doctor, specialist after specialist. And this is just another one in the long line of specialists that they were going to to try to get baby Cyrus fixed, if you will, cured, healed, whatever you want to call it. So they reluctantly went to the hospital. When they go to the hospital they went with the understanding they'd be there for a couple of hours baby cyrus would be rehydrated through an iv because allegedly this hospital is the only place that they could do an iv in an infant and then uh while they were there typical allopathic hospital no you have to stay here we got to run a bunch of tests etc so they stayed overnight they stayed overnight and the next morning after they had run all these tests tests after tests after tests as they do to run up a bill uh all of his tests c- came back fine that he had nothing wrong with him he wasn't sick etc so he, he got a clean bill of health that's not to say that he actually was not that he was healed or anything like that it's just they couldn't figure out why he was vomiting so all of the tests they ran were fine so my daughter and son-in-law asked to leave said okay look he's fully rehydrated um all your tests come back fine you can't find out what's wrong with him so can we go and the, the uh, doctor, which Dr. Natasha Erickson from St. Luke's Hospital, said, no, absolutely not. If you guys go, that's going to be contrary to medical advice, and I'll have to call CPS on you. And so they were reasonably terrified to be threatened by CPS. So under threat of being called, having CPS called on them, they stayed, even though my son-in-law, he has his own small business. So he's a private pay a client. He's not, he doesn't have some insurance company that they can just hit the insurance for all the money. So he's paying for this out of pocket. And it's incredibly expensive to stay there day after day, but they complied under threat from Dr. Natasha Erickson, and they stayed again overnight. So there's another third day, and even though they complied, she called CPS on them anyhow. And once CPS was called, then you become you come under the purview of CPS. And so uh, the next day, my son-in-law went back to work while Marissa stayed at the hospital with baby Cyrus. And she was visited by a social worker from CPS asking, you know, what is your home life like? What is your, you know, how does your husband treat you? Do you guys have food? Uh, how, what, kind, what do you have in the refrigerator? How come you don't have insurance? All these intrusive questions that CPS is known for asking. They stayed again that night, again, after they ran more and more and more tests, racking up a bill from here to the end of time. And after being there for four days, the hospital couldn't figure out anything wrong with baby Cyrus, so they discharged them after rocking up a bill of tens of thousands of dollars and so four days they were there at that hospital they were visited by cps the doctor said i want you guys to go back to the clinic that originally referred you here and do a weight check the following monday now this was friday they were discharged they go in the following monday over the weekend and when they went back the following monday monday baby cyrus had lost 35 grams now 35 grams is 1.23 ounces it's nothing, and it's a very common, obviously, when the child is vomiting. And so he had this vomiting episode between uh, the time he was discharged and the time he went to, uh, to have a weight checkup. And so the, the nurse practitioner now was a different nurse practitioner before. His name was Nurse Aaron Dykstra, it's a dude, and he wanted them to come back that Friday. Well, that Friday when they went to, uh, to go back, my daughter woke up feeling sick. She woke up feeling sick. And you know, with all the COVID hysteria, there's like, hey, if you're ever feeling sick and you have a sore throat, do not come to any hospital. Don't. You, you got to stay home and you have to isolate and all that kind of stuff. So she called, left a message and said, I'm not going to come in for the weight check today. Um, and she left a message since nobody answered, went back to sleep. They called her back. And when she, they called her back, she was asleep. So within 20 minutes of them not being able to reach her, so her appointment was at 10 a.m., this nurse, calls CPS 20 minutes later at 10:20. So CPS. folks, this is what happens. We got to go to a break here, Diego. This is what happens.
2: A faceless, soulless, emotionless, human touchless, out of touch with other human government does. It, it's just You're right. it's just out of control. And and look, if CPS needs to exist to help kids that are actually in bad situations or being abused and stuff like that, then that's a good purpose CPS can fill. This is just them looking for something to do. And, and, folks, we've got a straight-up baby kidnapping that we're about to report on when we come back from this break.
1: Over the years, InfoWars has produced more than 200 amazing Patriot Americana, Second Amendment, pro-Liberty-themed T-shirts, ball caps, flags, you name it. All of the apparel and the flags are being sold at cost right now. That's just regular plain-chain shirts, uh, that is all sorts of designer uh, shirts that cost us $15, 20 25 to produce. That we used to sell for $40. we are selling them for 15 selling them for 20 whatever the shirt costs us. If a shirt costs $5, we're selling it for $5 for us to actually produce. If it costs $10, we're selling it for $10. And we've got hoodies, and we've got long sleeves, and we've got short sleeves. We've got them all, and we've got to liquidate them all, and they're limited edition because... We're never going to make any of these designs again. We are going to come out with some new designs that will be limited, limited edition in the future. We've got to sell this to keep InfoWars on the air. Plus, it spreads the word. InfoWarsStore.com. your historic apparel now. InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWarsStore.com is offering the biggest sales in its over 20-year history. And that is because the economy is breaking down, inflation is exploding, the supply chains have broken down, and InfoWars is having serious trouble making its payroll and paying for operations, and I do not want to implode or downsize in the face of the globalists making their main move. InfoWars, it's paradoxical. is more popular than ever, and it it's reaching more people than ever, despite the censorship. But because of cost increasing and having to run our own infrastructure and pay for our own bandwidth everything else, we are running out of money. So listen up to 75% off at Infowarsstore.com on things like amazing Patriot t-shirts that help spread the word and fund the operation, on supplements, on books, on films. Everything is 25 to 75% off right now, the biggest sale in our history at Infowarsstore.com. Thank you for your support.
0: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard the prelude now to the story of the kidnapping of baby Cyrus. And to pick up where we left off with Diego telling the story here, the grandfather. The CPS getting involved was already too much, but okay, fine. CPS can serve a good purpose. So they show up. Uh, It shouldn't have taken very long to realize they had no business there. I mean, you take one look at this family and you realize that baby is getting all the tender, loving care it could ever need and more. The parents, the grandparents, the family, very supportive. I mean, it shouldn't be a difficult thing to realize. They shouldn't have to be hounded by a bunch of questions, uh, you know, leading questions, uh, privacy violation questions. You should be able to look five, ten minutes of just basic questions, looking at the baby, looking at the family, looking at the house and say, yeah, okay, we're fine. We're leaving. But no, that's not the turn it took. It took a much darker turn. So, Diego, pick up the story where you left off.
7: So where it takes a turn from there is it just literally goes from bad to worse. CPS sent out a text message to my daughter asking, you know, where she was at and to call back. And, you know, within an hour from there, the police officers show up at my front door because, uh, you know, Levi had used my address on their intake form. And so uh, they come to my house and they're looking for baby Cyrus. I say he's not here. And so uh, I call uh, Levi. I said, hey, man, the cops just showed up at my door looking for you and baby Cyrus. I know you said uh, that Marissa got a call from CPS. What in the world is going on? You should call him up and see what's going on. So he calls back the CPS lady, uh, the social worker named uh, Nisa Lufua. And so uh, you can see her there on the website. And he calls her back and say, what's going on? She says, well, we have a medical emergency. You need to take baby Cyrus in right now. And he's like, why? What's going on? Cyrus is here with me. He's fine. Everything's fine. We were discharged from the hospital, the clean bill of health. So what do you know that I don't know? She's like, oh, I can't talk to you about anything. You just need to go right now to this location, and I'm going to text it to you right now, and you have to be there. I'm going to have two police officers escort you there. He's like, what in the world are you talking about? So she texts him this address. He looks up the address, and it's a place called the Faces of Hope Victim Abuse Center. So obviously and reasonably, no one's going to take their child to The victim abuse center, that's completely insane. And so uh when they didn't show up and didn't go there like they demanded they go, they put out a bolo, which is be on the lookout for Levi's truck. And so later that night we had been invited to a friend's house who's a a former police officer, and he said, Hey, my daughter, she was feeling sick, but uh she was, you know, better enough at least to to leave to go to a dinner that night, and she wanted to talk to our friend Ed, who was a former police officer, say, Ed. What is going on and what is happening and what should we do? So we all went there as a family to dinner at our friend's house, Ed Ed's house. And when we left, um, sure enough, because the bolo was out in his truck, somebody had seen his truck and a police officer stayed out all night for hours waiting us for waiting for us to leave the home. And once we left his home, sure enough, the police officer pulls him over. I tell them, you know, they call me up. Dad, cops are pulling us over. What should we do? I said, so we'll pull into the gas station over there. So uh, it was well lit. And this is late at night. It's after 11 o'clock, getting closer to midnight, even. And by this time, it's just turned crazy. They called all the backup. Uh, here in Idaho, where we're at, the police are very well known for being heavy handed, tyrannical. I mean, if you run, if a 70 year old man here does a rolling stop, it'll take five cops to pull him over. In this case, there I guess they don't have much to do over there, huh? They don't have, they have nothing to do, brother. They don't have nothing to do, so they just are completely tyrannical. You can see in in the video there's how many cops there are, and there's about 15 of them, uh, probably more. Yeah, you'd think a shooting just happened or something. That's what you would think. Uh, It was absolutely – and one of the things that's so terrible is if you've already watched the video, they treated my family worse than they treat, like, shooting, uh, you know, uh, criminals, people who are out there doing shooting and and robbing and things like this. And here, this is a Christian family. My daughter is a homeschooled daughter with, you know, five children – My son-in-law comes from a homeschool family of 11 children. These are godly Christian people. They don't, you know, they're not alcoholics. They're not drug addicts here. This is like the most all-American family you could ever find. And so the point that people are seeing and why this has become national news is if they can do this to a clean family like this, they can do this to anybody. And so they literally pull them over. They have me on the perimeter because I'm there as well, and I'm screaming to leave my kids alone. They rip my son-in-law out of the truck, slam him against a truck, cuff him, throw him into a, a squad car. My other daughter, who is not the mother of baby Cyrus, is sitting in the front seat. You know, they're telling her, you know, get your ass out of the car. They rip her out of the uh, they're pulling her out through the window, which you could see there. And she goes, why? What crime did I commit? Now, my daughters are very savvy. They know the law. They know their rights. And so they're claiming their rights. What crime did I commit? She asked multiple times. They wouldn't answer till finally he says felony injury to a child, which is a pure lie. Um, and they can't just say that, but they do. They pull her out. She goes, felony injury to a child. That's not my child. And so then he goes, well, now you're under arrest for falsifying information to an officer and the other officer mocks her and says well if that's not your child you don't need to be going into handcuffs well it wasn't her child but these morons just are all hyped up on adrenaline and they think everything is you know world war three and they take her and throw her in the back of a squad car there you can see my son-in-law being you know, taken away and so then uh, i'm on the outside screaming hey that's my daughter leave him alone and they threatened to shoot me they got their hands on their gun, saying if you move we'll arrest you so i have to watch as my Two daughters are assaulted, uh, you know, falsely arrested. The baby Cyrus is ripped out of my daughter's arms, and then my grandson is kidnapped. I have to watch all this with my own eyes. So they they then take my daughter and my son-in-law, and they have them put in the back of squad cars. So my my daughter, who's the mother of baby Cyrus, is sitting in the back of the truck, all you know, frightened. And you can see right here where they open the door and they see her in the back. And once they see her there in the back, then they start manipulating her to get her out of the truck. Because there's people there filming. Everybody there's filming. There's people just saying, what's going on? And, you know, there's, there's one thing police officers hate is cameras. It's the only thing that can convict them because they all lie. And I know that's a terrible broad brush, and I don't want to, to throw all police officers under the bus. But I'm telling you, these guys here all lie, and they back one another up. So their job was to get Marissa out of the truck and into the ambulance and they lied to her and say, hey, just get in the ambulance. You can go with baby Cyrus. We just want to check on him. Go down to the hospital and everything's going to be fine. You can ride with baby Cyrus in, in the ambulance. You can go to the hospital. But as soon as they got her in the ambulance, it was all a lie. They said, give us the baby or you're going to be arrested. And they told her over and over again, you give us a baby, you're going to be arrested. This one, you know, absolute criminal thug here tells her, literally, uh, give the baby to the EMT and just go on your merry way. Literally, he says that to her. And so she refuses to give... Baby Cyrus up, obviously. And so they rip Baby Cyrus out of her arms, put her in cuffs and arrest her. And then from there, all hell just, of course, breaks loose. There you can see. Now, what was going on here, and the the reason why this has become national news is because my daughter was smart enough to start live streaming this. So everything that happened was being live streamed on Facebook. Had this not been filmed and had she not live streamed this, people wouldn't even believe this happens. Because what we found out here, Owen, is that people assume what you said earlier that CPS exists for the purpose of protecting children from abusive parents. What I have found out in the last four weeks, as I've gone through this myself, but it's been like drinking from a fire hose in terms of the amount of information that we've had to consume in that time, is that CPS is literally the largest network of child traffickers in the history of the world, and it is all subsidized by our taxpayer dollars. CPS is literally state subsidized child trafficking and the vast majority of all children they're taking into custody are not being protected from abuse. Rather, they're just being kidnapped, period. And they're getting paid by the federal government to do so. And folks, you're
2: hearing this and you may think that sounds crazy. That couldn't possibly go on. But you've just sat here and you've heard the story with the video proof of watching how a child can be kidnapped by the government from the family—you've witnessed it, you've watched it. So why is it so far-fetched to think if you could witness such evil that there wouldn't be even more evil beyond that? Diego, let's finish this up in the next segment. Uh, what comes next? The current situation, folks. This 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 young child needs your prayers. It's
1: about twenty-five years ago that I wanted to expand InfoWars. I've been on the air a couple of years, but I only had money to finance my own simple little local radio show. And I wanted to hire camera people. I wanted to make films. I wanted to really challenge the globalists. And it was a t-shirt. I designed the first one, Mass Murderers Agree Gun Control Works, that helped us finance hiring the first few members of my crew. That's our oldest design, and we still sell it. We have that design, over 100 others, that will now all be limited editions because whatever stock we've got in, that's it. We're selling everything out to fund the operation, to get rid of inventory. We'll still have some t-shirts in the future. They'll just be limited editions and short runs. So if you want to get any of these historic shirts, this is your last chance. Oh, and I almost forgot, we're selling them all at cost at InfowarStore.com. Every ball cap. Every flag, every hoodie, every long sleeve, every T-shirt, regular shirts, designer shirts, they're all selling at cost. InfoWarstore.com.
0: The War Room. Infowars.com forward slash show. Trigger warning. This broadcast contains subject matter that might trigger liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room. With Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video.
2: And we've got the grandfather of Baby Cyrus on with us, Diego Rodriguez. Final segment with him. And folks, I don't mean to be graphic here, but you heard Diego in the last segment explaining as he's sitting there watching his two daughters get assaulted by police officers, his son-in-law get assaulted by police officers, and then his grandson get kidnapped by police officers. And, And he had to sit there, and he had to witness all of it. Now, look, we are an imperfect world. We have an imperfect civilization, and people do bad things. And people suffer because of that. But we can correct these things, we can check these things so that they don't get worse, So when you hear about Diego explaining watching his family get attacked right in front of his eyes by the government and and his grandson kidnapped by the government, folks, if this is not checked and justice is not served here, which to me justice is baby Cyrus has returned to his, his family and all personnel involved in the kidnapping of baby Cyrus needs to be investigated and punished and put on leave until an investigation is completed and until that happens there's no justice here. But folks, if we don't check situations like this and they go unchecked all the time in this country and I think Diego's about to explain that to us. You understand that the next story is not going to be a grandfather watching his watching his daughter's get assaulted and his his grandson get kidnapped. It's going to be a grandfather watching his daughter's get raped and his grandson get murdered. That's where this goes next if it's not stopped here. And so I'm not intending to be graphic or shocking here. That's just how human history goes, folks. And if this type of government abuse is not stopped here, it's only going to get worse. And it's going to embolden government agents that think, hey, I can get away with this. Boy, what can I get away with next? So, Diego, you've learned a lot of very sad things investigating CPS. So get into that. And then also, what is the current status
7: as far as
2: your grandson is concerned?
7: So what we've learned here, brother, is absolutely disgusting. What you just said is 100% right on target. What basically happened was CPS was started in the 70s as a way for the government to have the power and authority to protect children from abusive parents. So like everything, it starts off with good intentions. What happened was in the late 90s during the Bill and Hillary Clinton administration there was a new act passed called the AFSA and basically what this was was a funding mechanism to give essentially unlimited funds to the states from the federal government in order to kidnap children. So what that means is this when they kidnapped baby Cyrus the state of Idaho received a payment to kidnap him once like a they took from on a child yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is in all 50 states. This is not just where I'm at. This so is go in Texas. figure the Clintons putting out bounties on little babies to be picked up. That's 100 percent how this thing works. And this is what people did. I didn't understand this. I was totally ignorant to all this until the last four weeks. And so what happens is the federal government pays all states to kidnap your babies. And then they get a second payment when your child is put into foster care. So they get a payment to steal it, to kidnap the baby, a payment to put the, the baby in foster care. And this is not just a baby. This is up to 17 and a half years old. They can forcefully steal your child and get paid for it. And then they get paid every single month that that child stays in foster care all the way up to and through adoption. And they get bonuses for keeping the children up through adoption. So what's happened is the government is financially incentivizing CPS all around the country, including doctors, hospitals, police officers and judges All of this, they're all on the dole. They are all getting paid by CPS through Social Security. Meaning when when the Social Security says, hey, we're not going to be able to pay all you uh, uh, elderly Americans, it's because billions of dollars, literally billions with a B, are going to all these Department of Health and Welfare, which is, you know, that's what they call it in Sometimes they call it Department of Health and Human Services, whatever they call it. But it's basically the agency that runs CPS in all of these states. They are being financially incentivized to kidnap children. And yes, Police uh, units and agencies get paid for this. Doctors and hospitals get paid for this. Most of these large hospitals have CPS offices in their actual hospitals. And I mean, the details when you get into it will blow your ever living mind until you find out that literally modern day CPS is at the same level of evil and wickedness as all of the great atrocities of America's past. It's, it's right up there with everything else that we've We have a lot of great history, but we have some evil history too. And this is all right up there with the wickedness and corruption that we've seen because we are paying with our taxpayer dollars in order to finance the kidnapping of children. And this has been well covered by alternative news sites, underground
2: websites. They just had some for of them decades. on the screen. Uh, yeah, how CPS is just a pipeline for kids into child sex trafficking. And it's been exactly well-researched, right. well-documented Sadly, Diego, because of his own personal experience dealing with these people, went and did the investigative research for himself and found the same thing others have found. So what is the current status, though, of your grandson? Uh, is he still
7: in kidnapped custody of the Idaho government? So what happened was that night, because it was all live stream, like we just mentioned, the next morning uh, we sent out, we we're part of a network that was uh, started by Amon Bundy. I'm sure you guys know who he is. He's been on the show with Alex before. And uh, he actually went out there to the hospital to protest that night. When he went to the protest that night uh, at the hospital, he got arrested. So they arrested him, and this became national news overnight. Over 400 people showed up at the hospital the next day to protest Baby Cyrus being arrested. So we have hundreds of people at the the hospital protesting every day, day after day after day, thousands of people calling, thousands of people sending in emails. They then took Baby Cyrus and moved him from the hospital to the Department of Health and Welfare. So we moved our protest to the Department of Health and Welfare every day. I did a news conference every day showing the corruption um, of all of the, the new medical records that we found that showed that it was all false, that everything that happened there was a complete lie, that uh, you know they said that baby Cyrus was in imminent danger, but the medical records show that he wasn't and they were just gonna put him in foster care that night. So it was all a lie and again, why, why do they do this? For the money, they're doing it for the money. It literally is just that simple. And so after all the thousands of phone calls, they said that they couldn't even handle uh, basically we shut down their phone lines. They couldn't even do their work because every day they had so many emails coming. in. And uh, many patriots, I didn't ask them to do this, but I'm glad they did. But patriots actually went, Owen, to the homes of the officers who kidnapped baby Cyrus and were out there protesting in front of their homes. They were out there protesting in front of um, the homes of the the CPS worker. So there was real accountability that took place where people are out there protesting. It was all peaceful. No, there was nothing threatening about it. But it was just all of a sudden this detective who kidnaps babies on a daily basis and then goes home and kisses his wife and his kids goodnight, and they have no idea that he is a child trafficker, and that's what he gets paid to do. Now his neighbors know he's a child trafficker. Now his wife know he's a child trafficker. Now his kids know he's a child trafficker. Because they went and passed out flyers to the neighbors saying, hey, your neighbor over here is a child trafficker. Here's the baby that he kidnapped. Here's the video. Go watch it yourself. And with all that pressure after seven days, and this never happens, ever, 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 this never happens. Baby Cyrus was given back to his parents, to my daughter and son-in-law, only after they signed a safety plan that gives CPS the right to intrude on their Fourth Amendment rights and come into their home at any time and check in on them, et cetera. And so... They do have Baby Cyrus back. They are currently doing everything they can to work to make sure that he gets healed of whatever is causing him to to continue to throw up. But uh, this is exactly the way this goes on all around the country. People think that CPS is just there to protect kids, but it's absolutely not the truth. As you as you already mentioned, has been well documented and proven to be other, you know to be uh, contrary to that. And you know people will spend a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred thousand dollars. They will mortgage their homes, use all their life savings and legal fees, medical fees, logistical fees, court fees, et cetera, to get their kids back and never get their kids back. Well, and think about it it like this,
2: folks. It's no secret. Nobody likes to think about it. Nobody likes to talk about it. Nobody wants to think it exists, but it does. Child sex trafficking and abduction is a real thing. And so think about it like this. If you're an agent in that disgusting criminal field, well, you're taking every shot you can get. For product. So yeah, you want to send CPS to get as many kids as you possibly can. You don't care how public the case, private the case, bad the case, good the case. You're taking every shot you can get. You don't care what the percentages, odds are. So thank God this family fought for their child and saved their child because surely it would not have been a good future if they hadn't done that. But think about all the kids out there that didn't have that fortune. Think about all those kids that did get wrangled up and then ended up going to foster homes where they put them in cages... And they bar the windows, and who knows what their future may entail. But you know what, Diego? If you can, do one more segment because I want you to explain to the audience what they can do to avoid being in this situation.
1: Okay. Over the years, InfoWars has produced more than two hundred amazing Patriot Americana Second Amendment pro-liberty themed t-shirts, ball caps, flags, you name it. All of the apparel and the flags are being sold at cost right now. That's just regular plain chain shirts. Uh, that is all sorts of designer Uh, shirts that cost us 15 20 25 dollars to produce we used to sell for 40 we're selling them for 15 selling them for 20 whatever the shirt costs us if a shirt costs five dollars we're selling it for five dollars for us actually produce it costs ten dollars we're selling it for ten dollars and we've got hoodies and we've got long sleeves and we've got short sleeves we've got them all and we've got to liquidate them all and they're limited edition because we're never going to make any of these designs again We are going to come out with some new designs that will be limited, limited edition in the future. We've got to sell this to keep InfoWars on the air. Plus, it spreads the word. InfoWarsStore.com. Hear historic apparel now. InfoWarsStore.com.
6: We here at InfoWars are proud to announce the first ever Kava Kava Root Supplement that is now available at InfoWarsStore.com. Kava is one of the hottest new breakthroughs in the natural health world today, though it has been used for hundreds of years in the Pacific Islands for its relaxation and euphoric effects. According to ancient Samoan legend, Kava was given as a gift by the sun god Tagaloa, We do expect to sell this new product quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting InfoWarsStore.com.
0: The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
2: Diego Rodriguez here, the grandfather of the baby that uh, they tried to kidnap and take away from a great Idaho family. And Diego, you don't live in a major metropolitan area. It's a small Idaho town. This is the kind of place where people move to get away from craziness like this, to get away from big government, get away from the hustle bustle, get away from the insanity. But no, not even there are you safe from it. So if you could for me here, Go through the process of how you ended up in this situation, or, or, or I guess what advice would you give to parents who may be in a similar situation to avoid ending up with police kidnapping your children, CPS monitoring your life? What advice would you give to young parents after going through this with your family and your grandson? What, what things would you tell them to avoid? And um, I guess what would you guys have done differently?
7: Uh, So excellent question. And I'm going to tell you that nobody's going to like the answer, uh, because at the end of the day, it just demonstrates that we are living under tyranny. We're not living in a free society. I mean, just think about it. If you have to worry about your children being taken away from you by your government, how is that freedom? I mean, most people who have children will tell you that the greatest asset they have in their life is their own children. And they are willing to sacrifice their own lives for their children more than anything else. I mean, a lot of people are like, hey, you're not coming after my guns. I won't let you get my guns. Well, I think most people would say even more important than my guns are my kids. And I have my guns to protect my kids, et cetera. And so we're not living in a free society. And all the, the advice that I could give you guys is gonna highlight that. That because of this law that is across all 50 states implemented by the by the Bill Clinton administration, Every single police agency in America is incentivized to kidnap your children. We have found out, Owen, that some states actually have a quota. Just like police officers have to have a quota to write so many tickets, there are states that have a quota for how many children they have to kidnap every year so they can balance their budgets. So when people are here thinking, well, I don't have to worry about this. There's something going on with that family over there, and and I'm safe because I, I, I obey the law and I don't do anything crazy, and I'm not a drug addict, or any of these things, so I'm not at risk. Well, let me just give you, really quick, for those who are thinking that you're not going to come under the uh, the purvey of, of CPS, here are examples of reasons why they have justified kidnapping children from any and all homes. Things like your child had a fever, the child had a runny nose, you go to church too much, you guys are known religious fanatics, you're, you haven't vaccinated your children you require that your children do chores uh well, you well, have do you un- believe
2: because uh, because i would take a look at this knowing the ideology of these people will just say when they see oh you're not vaccinated you don't vaccinate your kids oh you homeschool there's entitled people out there that say you don't have the right to that kid they have a desire to take that right. kid from you
7: not that is 100 correct and what people don't understand there is a worldview war going on here nearly all of these departments of health and welfare and forgive me for just being blunt but they're they're employing mostly lesbians god-hating atheists people who are leftists and liberals and they are actually seeking to destroy you know godly christian right-wing conservative families who and, love the And and, and here's and the love mindset freedom. so people understand
2: why it's important you point that out for for people that have a moral compass or christians or whatever we don't put politics over everything For these leftists, it's politics over everything. It's literally politics over everything. So, if one, that's why, I mean, like, I I have stories, we've got stories about leftist doctors that intentionally multiple vaccinate with a needle people because they don't like how they got misgendered, tattoo artists that say they torture people because they found out they're conservatives. I mean, you don't want to be around these psychotics, but when they have their fingers on the systems of power, all of a sudden they see, ooh, I can take a baby from a non-vax homeschool family. Yeah, right. they get real. They get real giddy about that. And and here's the 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 side by side view that I see going on with COVID. And I want to hear your comment on this because it's the same thing. Sadly, I would advise people if they start feeling sick, the last place you want to go is a hospital. They're going to give you a deadly uh, potential, a deadly concoction, deadly treatment, blow your lungs out. I mean, who knows? You don't want to go. You get sick. The last place you want to be is at a hospital. So I'm curious if, you know, when when baby Cyrus started having these problems and they weren't sure what's going on, do they now look back in hindsight, regret going to the hospital? And, And is it now to a point in time where we have to tell even parents with small babies to avoid
7: hospitals? So what I said earlier when I said no one's going to like what I have to say when they're asking how to avoid this, because that num- that's rule number one. What we have learned is rule number one, never, ever, literally never, ever go to a traditional allopathic government subsidized hospital. Right. There are walk in clinics. There's family doctors. We've now learned of something called direct primary care, which is, you know, restoring the old school method of having a family doctor that you just go to and work with and pay out of pocket for. We just found out about this, and it's like picking up all across the country. We recommend going there. But never, ever go to a hospital, because as soon as you go to a hospital, you are nothing but dollar signs. You're just pure dollar signs, and they're going to do anything and everything they can to get all the money out of you that they possibly can. And we saw that with COVID. We're seeing it here with babies. As soon as you take your child to the hospital, remember, many of these places have a quota for kidnapping children. They're going to look at your kid and go, oh, look. Here's a conservative family. Here's an unvaxxed family. Here's a family who homeschools their kids. This is exactly the type of person we want. And they will make up any reason imaginable to kidnap your children. And the sad news is, and the sad reality is, you guys are hearing the story of baby Cyrus. You're hearing the story of what happened to us. But this happens. I'll give you an example. In Idaho, which is one of the smallest population states in the country, this, statistically, this happens four times a day, every day, Owen. Every day in Idaho... Four children are kidnapped, and the state of Idaho gets paid for it. The police officers get paid for it. The hospital and doctors get paid for it. We found out that many of these doctors, and we don't know if that happened in this case specifically, but we found out that doctors and hospitals get referral bonuses from CPS for calling and making a CPS referral. It's, it's a whole money scam. The, all of it is genuinely child trafficking, and I know a lot of people, oh, child trafficking, Infowars, you guys are such extremists and saying this crazy stuff. Well, what's the definition of child trafficking? The definition of child trafficking is kidnapping for profit. Stealing a child, giving it to someone else for money. Well, that's what's going on here. These agencies are kidnapping children, and they're getting paid by the federal government to do so. That is the definition of child trafficking. We all assume child trafficking is like kids being trafficked across the border and shipped in by Pablo Escobar or El Chapo or something, and then sold off to Jeffrey Epstein or some rich French billionaire in the middle of the night or something like that. And I'm not saying that that's not going on. I'm just saying that in comparison to the amount of child trafficking going on by our government, that pales in comparison to what CPS is doing. CPS is doing this for billions, billions with the B of dollars. In fact, uh, Senator Nancy Schaefer of Georgia was a senator who was the first one to really break this story over a decade ago. And she went out and went on a tour around the country, and she she promoted a report she created called "The Corrupt Business of Child Protective Services." And she was the first one to start following the money trail. And as she was exposing the money trail to the tune of billions of dollars, including judges, police, uh, entire judicial systems, bureaucrats, the whole thing, her and her husband were remarkably killed. Ended up, uh, you know, shot to death, both of them. And all of her expose was never known. And to this day, we're still trying to find the money trail. We only know the big dollars. You know, millions go to this state, millions go to this state, billions go to that state. So it's billions, but we don't know the individual money trail, how how that money got from here to that judge, how that money got from here to this hospital. How, and when you try to find it out, you're shut down. They stonewall you. And then of course, you know, you're, you're, you're at risk safety wise. But the answer to your question, never go to a hospital Ah, uh, don't use your real address on any intake form anywhere you go. Use a fake address. Use a somebody else's address. Get a PO box, something like that. If the police do come to your door, don't answer the door. Call a call an attorney right away. We definitely encourage you to join one of these um, legal groups, like the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, if you are a, a homeschooler. Call Heritage Defense, um, which is another great company that you can be a part of, and they'll they'll protect you and your family. But the best thing you could do is be a part of a network of patriots who will support you and protect you when your rights are being violated. We're a part of a group called People's Rights and because we're a part of this group called People's Rights you can look them up at peoplesrights.org. We sent out an emergency note to that network and even at midnight we had a dozen people show up and start filming. And then of course they're they're sending this out across their network of communication. The next day we had hundreds of people showing up to protest. You need a voice out there people. If they kidnap your baby, you need patriots to support you because the law will not protect you, and so you need others who will join with you and stand up for your individual rights. And I highly uh, encourage you to take a look at People's Rights. If it wasn't for People's Rights, Baby Cyrus could be dead by now. Yeah,
2: and and you know, let's let's just pray. Uh, and I'm sure that the uh, the mother and your your daughter and son-in-law went through some struggles once they finally did get the baby back from being kidnapped. But let's just hope, baby. Cyrus is all happy and healthy, and they didn't torment him too much there. Diego Rodriguez, thank you so much for joining us. Folks, if you want to learn more, go to freedomman.org slash Cyrus. It's a sad story. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed
1: major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda. in The New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nutritive and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is is attacking and bombarding Is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue.